0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of series 3 of the Deco podcast. Halfway through, isn't that exciting? It's not really exciting, but it it is a thing. Anyway, this is the podcast that takes an in-depth look into the 2021 project started by comedian Mark Watson. I'm your host Chris Jack. I'm a little bit like Mark, except I do worry that I've only ever made the world substantially worse. Sure, I do try and live up to life's virtues, but I also once stole a penny sweep from a local newsagent when I was 11, and the combined greed and gluttony that led me to the decision that day still haunts my nights. Today we talk to Jessica, who's joining us all the way from Sweden, because we're international here at the Decade Studios. We discuss having smart goals, travel, and doing things that bring you joy. Please enjoy the Decade goals of Jessica. Welcome, Jessica, to the Decade podcast. It's lovely having you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely delighted to have you here. And um, where are you joining us from today? <laughs>
1: I'm joining from Sweden.
0: Whereabouts in Sweden? In Stockholm. In Stockholm, so city rather than out in the wilderness of Sweden.
1: Yeah, I, I was raised out in the, in the wilderness, <laughs> you can say, uh, in the south of Sweden. Uh, <coughs> so I moved here like 15 years ago.
0: I mean, it's not quite the same. I grew up in the countryside and yearned for the city, um, having been bored over many, 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 many summers in the, in the, in the rural um, forests of England. Yeah. But not the same for you.
1: Uh I uh grew up in in the countryside uh farms and uh, and so on. And I moved away from home already when I was 16, uh, so that was quite early, but I didn't really enjoy uh living that far from from everything. Uh so I moved around for a bit and then I ended up in in Stockholm.
0: Fantastic. Um, so the first thing we ask people to do is to introduce themselves.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm Jessica. I'm 47 soon 48. Living in Stockholm as I said, uh, married, I have a kid uh, who's 7 and on the spectrum uh, that's very much basically me I work in HR which I love, which uh, most people find quite boring but, but I really <laughs> really love that
0: what do, what do you love about HR? Uh,
1: when, people, when people say that they would like to, to work in HR, they say I would like to work in HR because I would like to work with people uh, and then I usually say you shouldn't work in HR, then you should work with, like, uh, at a hospital or, or, or within uh, some kind of, of uh, healthcare environment. I very, very seldom actually meet people. <laughs> I work with support for leaders, uh, and I have a senior role and uh, union negotiations and so on. So I'm not really, very seldom actually meet the employees.
0: So you like to keep a complete distance from um, your work, your work, and the people it affects.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you could, you could, you could, uh, you could interpret it like that. But um, no, but I like the, I think I like the structure of the yeah. work. I guess,
0: um, like the the policy and the practice and the processes of it. Yeah, I suppose I kind of sympathize with that. Sorry, empathize with that a little bit because everything would be great if it wasn't for people. You know. <laughs> yeah. If we just had the governance and the structure, it would be fine. It would yeah. be absolutely fine. It's when people get involved, yeah. that's when that's when that's things really, go wrong. Yeah. Um, and how long have you worked in HR for?
1: I worked in HR for that uh, a little bit depends on what you mean. I, I've been working in, in HR for f- five or six years now. Uh, but before that, I worked uh, as a full time union representative actually for 10 years, I think
0: sorry so you worked as a union rep and then you switched sides to work for the employer
1: i was a union rep for 10 years uh, and then uh, i decided to no i don't want to do this anymore i left uh, and i started to to study uh, and the plan at that point was not to go back because uh, uh, i was a union rep at a big company Uh, It was not to go back, Uh, I should do something else. But then when my my studies started to to, uh, be over and I was done, I actually called one of my old leaders that I used to negotiate with when I was a union representative and asked her if she had anything. Uh, Do you have anything that I could do and come back and do? And then she had, uh, there was a project that she thought I would be good, that would fit me. Uh, And then I said yes, and then I came back. Uh, so cool. that wasn't really the plan. But in Sweden, I don't think that's very uncommon that you go from the union side to, to work for the employer or vice versa.
0: When you first said, um, I understand that when you first said you were doing negotiation, actually your skill base and your experience must help in that environment. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I haven't been doing this for long. I, I, I just started the role that I have now. Uh, so it, it's quite new for me, but I really like it. How did you first hear about the
0: Decade project?
1: During Covid, I uh, fell in love, I would say, with with uh, UK comedy. And I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube with I think it started out. I just looked for, for everything, anything I could get my hands on. And then I saw Greg Davis uh, in Graham Norton's show and thought he was hilarious. And through Greg, I found Alex and through Alex, I found No More Jockeys. And then uh, through No More Jockeys I found below the line the family uh, as I call them. And I uh, was quite active in that uh, group and at one point I went through a bit of a rough period in my life. Things with my son starting school uh, being on the spectrum and how would that work and so on. And in the same period my husband had to go through a quite a big heart surgery. So we had quite a rough time at that, at that point. And also I wasn't really sure that I wanted to stay uh, and work where I was and, and so it was a bit of a... I was searching for, for, for something new I think uh, also going into this period when uh, the shit hit the fans. So. so I wasn't on top of things <laughs> in, uh, and then uh, things quite quickly escalated and I felt low, so to say. Yeah. And then someone from Below the Line mentioned Decade and just said, maybe you should look into that. Maybe that could be something that could help you or support you or lead you forward or something. So, so I heard it from, from Below the Line, a friend there.
0: And so you obviously recommendation and then you sort of move from one Discord to the other yeah. and went from there.
1: Very, very much the same people <laughs> in both. But I'm also quite goal-driven. So I, when I went into decade, I was like, okay, I have to, okay, I should have goals. Uh, they should be smart goals. They should be measurable. They should be. Uh... So I went in like like the HR person that I am, and with structure and everything. I think
0: we should. I think we so. I know what smart goals are. Um, I'm not sure everyone does. I, I, do you know, I do know what they are, but I can't remember the full acronym are you able to tell the listeners the full acronym for smart goals
1: they should be the m is measurable Uh, t is time so they should be able to be timed a is achievable i think
0: i've got got it i've got it right it is (laughs) For the listener, we've had to look it up. I would have expected the HR expert to know this, but SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So it's it's basically setting goals to check to see whether you've done them and you've achieved them yes. at a later date.
1: And you should also be able to measure them during the, the time that the, the 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 thing that you should do is, is ongoing. Uh, so it's very much structure. So I went in with that. View uh, of what decade it was, and after a while, I realized that no one is actually checking up on me. Uh, no one is uh, telling me I should do better or anything, and that was quite good, I think. When I realized, okay, this is just up to me. This is for my benefit. It's it's me. me doing this, so then I could relax a bit. Did you find that
0: comfortable? Because you've said that actually you go in with a really kind of smart attitude to goals, and then. Oh, wait a it? That I've not got a 360 or an annual review here. Was it like a new sense of freedom, or did you feel quite worried about?
1: After a <laughs> while, I mean, I am quite a boxed-in person, so so from the from the start, it was. I tried to to create a structure that really wasn't there, so for me to feel uh, at home, I guess. But then, when I realized it was it wasn't really that kind sure. of goals, it actually took a while. But then it, I felt. It was a freedom uh, and it was a relief to actually see that, okay, it's just up to me. And the thing I will get in the group is, is like support and a bit of guidance and some shares some here and there and, and uh, thumbs up and, and hugs. I mean, which is great, which is, I guess, all you need when you have this these goals. And I say all you need. It's not like you get that everywhere. It Ooh. is something special.
0: No, I was going to say, um, and have you taken that approach into your professional life as well? No.
1: <laughs> no. would,
0: would you would uh,
1: in the decade uh,
0: group, I would say. So your organisation wouldn't appreciate a emoji every now and then?
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah, they would, uh, I think. And now I make them sound very much more like a structure nazi nazis than they are but but hr um, needs to be quite structured
0: so. i just love the idea that you went in like right after six months i'm gonna it's <laughs> after four three months yeah i mean i was very this. much so Yeah. <laughs> what were your original decade goals
1: after the first try which was a fail i if we should take this a bit serious. My first goals was actually, they were measurable. I I like reading uh, and writing. And one of my goals was to to actually write a book, which I thought was something that was doable during a decade, given that you do all other things also in life. So get the time for that. So that was one of my goals, the writing. Traveling was also on the list. I think also actually moving to London was on the original list. And then I have one goal that is very, very fluffy but it's quite for me it's uh, quite clear what I need to do but it is that I should be happy uh, which is not a smart goal but for me it's quite clear I'm more chasing a feeling than an actual achievement so things that I should do in life should bring me joy and happiness and that can be anything. It can be uh, like I've done now, going in in a new position at work where I feel that I'm uh, learning new stuff and exploring new f- stuff and uh, growing as a person. Uh, it can be uh, reading a book. It can be anything, uh, mm-hmm. really. But it's more the feeling of, of content and, and joy. Uh, and I'm chasing, I think, you know
0: that go. I think that's lovely and I, I've just written down what you said there in terms of chasing a feeling rather than an achievement. And I think that's quite a nice way of looking at life, I suppose, more than anything. Looking for that feeling of contentment in everything you do, whether as you say it's reading a book or travelling to another country or doing really well at work, I think that's a like a lovely life outlook that people should have. The other goals are a bit more specific, obviously with your smart hat on. Can you tell us a bit more about writing a
1: book? I've been writing quite a lot. No, I've been... No, I've not been quite, writing quite a lot. I've been writing for very long, but not very much. I write when I have the time, which is almost never. But I have this dream of actually completing a book. It, it doesn't have to be published, so that's not the goal uh, as such. But I would like to, to say that I have actually written a book and completed that. So I... I have some ideas, I have some uh, some writing that I've done. I have the start of a book, but I would just like to get the time to actually sit down and complete that. And I have also promised myself now when we go into autumn, and it's at least for us as a family, that the days slow down a bit and we do get more time. Uh, then I should also give myself time to actually write more than I've done until now.
0: One of the things I was going to ask you around is Um, particularly the support of the decade community but the writing group that you're involved in am i right in saying you're a founder member of the writing group
1: yeah yeah
0: and how, how did that come about
1: We were some people in, I don't think that was in Decade Group actually, I think it was below the line. We wrote a story over Christmas, I think it was two years ago. It was after No More Jockeys where he had a mouse in his apartment. We wrote uh, a story about the mouse because we just wanted to write something and then should we write something about this, yes. And then we used like our free time over Christmas that year to write a short story about about key and the mouse and then we realized that that was quite fun actually to doing this together and that we also were quite good writing together so uh, then we said maybe this is something that we should do more of and I also really liked that and wanted to get back to writing and then I reached out to someone in Decade and said is it okay to start group, if you like. I think it was Sam. And then it was, yeah, of course, so we did. And at first the writing group was very, as you can guess, structured with an agenda and monthly meetings and so on. Uh, of course, but uh, usually we were like three or four people uh, in the meetings and uh, we talked about everything else than we had planned, uh, usually. So then it will... Um, just came to be more like uh, okay let's meet up once a month and talk about stuff. Uh, usually we talked about the writing that we hadn't done and uh, why we hadn't uh, done anything and so on. Uh, so for the moment it's a bit of a pause actually uh, in the writing group but I would really like it to, to kick start again so I think I will try to mm. do some kind of less structured uh, group uh, there. So even without
0: the agenda and the action log, did you still find it a helpful environment to talk through? And like, even if it's just meeting people that are also struggling with not writing anything, I think, does that help?
1: Yeah, We talked quite a lot about uh, procrastination and why we never actually sat down and wrote, which <laughs> was quite relieving and to find people, okay, I'm not the only one, people do do this. And uh, yeah, so, and we also helped, I mean, we were a group that was, I think we had all kinds of suggestion on how to do it, but I don't think that any one of us <laughs> actually did the things that we talked about. But it was like, yeah, but you can sit down and, and just write like ten hour, 10 minutes a day. Then at least you have an hour during the week that you have done some kind of writing yeah sounds great but I don't think that any one of us took the 10 minutes and actually did that but that's my plan now actually to start writing 10 minutes a day because then I get one hour a week and that's more than I do now so I suppose that's again
0: coming back to your kind of structure and you know it's a bit like exercise I suppose you know um, go well I'll go out for a 10-minute run here, and then at least at the end of the week I've done an hour's worth of exercise, very similar to the, to the writing approach. You've got something to show for it at the
1: end. And since I only, I'm only writing for myself, I don't really have a deadline or anything. So, uh, I mean, 10 minutes a day is better than nothing for me, because it is fun. I, I do really enjoy it. So, I mean, it would be it would be my 10 minutes of relaxing and just thinking about the story.
0: So is it more about the process of writing for you rather than the ultimate output?
1: Yeah, I think so, because when I sit down and write I don't uh, necessarily know where the story will take me. There I actually love the non-structure of it, because I don't really know where I will end up when I start writing and I love that. So, so there is the opposite of the structured me.
0: Well, it does feel like uh, a lot of the things that we've discussed are a bit of a oxymoron for you. You're desperate for structure and order in life, but actually you yearn for the disorder and the chaos yeah. and the more untangible things of the world.
1: But I also think, since I have a kid on the spectrum, we need to be structured. We almost every day need to be the same for him to... to to be his best. And with the job I have, we, we can joke about the HR and the structure, but the structure is also very important there. So I think quite a lot of things in my life need structure uh, to function. And then I think the, the small times I can have without the structure is really nice.
0: mentioned travel was that specific places or uh, was it just general across the world
1: I've been traveling quite a lot before I had my kid and I love meeting new people in their environment so I would like to do that again at, the, at this point in life it's not really we do travel uh, as a family with with our kid but we try to not travel Super far and when I say that we, we went to China and we went to India and so before he came now we stay in Europe.
0: So the bits of Europe that you, you particularly like or you know do, is it just get in the car or get on the ferry and or get on the plane and, and travel or is it um, anywhere specifically you like to go?
1: Me and my husband had, before the kid came along, we had a goal that we should visit all the main cities uh, in Europe. So we tried to take them off, but we haven't done uh, every every city. But I I love going to London. I do that once a month, once a year with a friend of mine, just to, I think, relax. And what we like about London is that you can go there, I think, how many times as you want, and you will find new things that you haven't seen, and you will revisits things that you have seen, that you love. So we have a bit fell in love with with, uh, London, so we go there once a year. But living in the north of Europe, you tend to want to go to the south. Where it's warmer. Where it's warmer, and you actually get some sun in the summer, so so the last uh, trips has been to Spain.
0: You mentioned wanting to move to London. Do you still have a yearning to move to London in the future, or is it?
1: Yeah, but I think, yeah, I have. I would like to, to live there, maybe not live there permanently but at least go there for for like a month or so and Mm. stay there for a longer period and really get to know the city a bit more. Now when we go it's only like for a week and so on and you can just see small pieces.
0: Have your decade goals changed over time?
1: Yeah, I I think uh, they are bit more fluffy not so smart anymore and the main goal i have now is is the happy happiness one to do things that bring me joy and and as i said content and that can be different things but i but i have some some people in the decade group that i have become quite close friends with and we talked about this uh, like a year ago so when i wasn't really super happy in my work but do you really need to stay there (laughs) like just get that question no, of course I don't have to. Uh, I can move, of course. I'm not stuck in any way. So just find people in the decade that maybe challenge you a bit. Asking someone if they have to stay at the work, it's not really challenging. But then maybe find someone that can make you think a little, little bit outside your own box because as the structured person I am, I, of course, see things from my perspective, but I think that also made me change my goals a bit when I got to know them uh, and they coming in with their perspectives and their view of things and their view of my life when I told them... What kind of troubles I had, uh, for example, mm-hmm. I didn't like my work and it wasn't giving me uh, really much energy. It was more taking energy and having someone to to support and to help you, to just help you to realise that, yeah, I can move. I can I can uh, look for something else. I can, because I think we tend to be a bit stuck uh, sometimes.
0: Were well, you expecting to find that within decades?
1: No. Not at all. But I'm, I'm very happy I did, uh, mm. but not at all. I don't know what I expected, really. I don't think I expected anything, actually. It was just like, okay, I will join and see what it is. But it has given me a lot more than I, than I thought uh, when it comes to friendship and, and, and so on.
0: So is your goal of happiness... Without Decade, do you think you could have focused to achieve that or has it just helped you in that direction? You mentioned Decade as sort of making you think differently about your job. Has it made you think differently about happiness and how you achieve it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think maybe seeing the, the, the change and the happiness in, in also in small things. Uh, For me, I think a change uh, before had to be something big, like really big, like uh, life-changing big. But it really doesn't have to be. You can find small things that you can change in life that will make your life better and, and more enjoyable. For example, start... I'm not the one to say uh, start writing since I'm not really writing that much. But pick up a thing that you love and and actually do it. If you do something, like I said, 10 minutes a day, it's better than nothing and it will bring you joy if it's something that you like.
0: So what does happiness mean to you in terms of in 10 years' time? Uh,
1: I'm not really sure. I would have been sure if you had asked me two years ago. Today I'm not really sure and I'm totally fine with that that I don't know and I'm also quite excited to see what it will be that's not too um, fluffy as an answer
0: no but I think that's quite a nice answer I think you say oh if happiness is job house family xyz travel the world that's what happiness means to me if I'm doing that in 10 years that's absolutely fine what I've found speaking to people is the fear of not achieving those things leading to an un- unhappiness and actually what you've said, I think, is something a bit more grown up and mature in terms of, well, actually, yes, those things might make me happy, but it's more what I do every day, just discovering things that make you happy along the way, more than worrying about the ultimate aim or the ultimate goal.
1: I think maybe uh, getting older and soon 50 helps and also actually having a kid with challenges also gets you to look at life in another way. And maybe it also makes you appreciate smaller things, I think, because you have to think about life in in another way.
0: When you have difficult life stuff to deal with, it must make you appreciate the small things more and the good things that happen and allow you to enjoy those things more. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think so. If we go back like 10 years for us, traveling, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have liked to go maybe to, to I don't know, Mexico during summer or India or some somewhere else. Now, two weeks in Spain, staying at the same place, actually getting our kid to enjoy going down uh, and have a swim, that's fine. That's a good summer. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you have to, uh, you have to look at your life like it is and, okay, this is this is the situation and it's just make the best out of it.
0: Do you need any help or support in achieving your decade goals?
1: I will probably uh, need, but I, since I'm at the moment not really sure what the goals are, uh, they, um, uh, I will know when I see them the support I have today with the friends being there, supporting me yeah. when I ask for support and, and helping me along the way, seeing things. I mean, they can, it can be small things. It can be me. I have friends in the decade group that I talk to like three or four times a day. And just saying something that I've done at work. Uh, this was quite fun, blah, 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 whatever it is. And the person saying, wow, it sounds like you did something good or just like getting uh, someone to actually tell you that whatever have you have done is is something to be proud of uh, is quite nice
0: so knowing that there are people in your phone that can help and support you this can
1: help and support you. yes because um, in the situation where I am with my kid uh, and so on I'm usually the one that are the strong one yeah. uh, I'm the one that people go to at one, also at work. Uh, So it's quite nice to have someone to go to.
0: Does it provide you with a space to be vulnerable?
1: Yeah, I would say so. And these are people that I never met, which is also a bit strange. We are planning to meet, but I've never met them. So that's also a bit strange, but also quite comforting in a way.
0: Do they seem real to you?
1: Yeah, yeah we do talk like this so i know they exist but in the beginning it was very strange to connecting and starting to make friends with people that you have never met i mean i I know these people quite a lot more than i know the colleagues that i meet every day uh, which is so true to put it in that perspective i mean i don't know why it's easier to get to know people Because it's easier for me to get to know people in Decade than it is to meet people at my office. And I can't really explain why.
0: Well, I think there's something around the structure of a working environment that you're there to work. And actually, you're not there to be friends per se, Mm -hmm. but actually the the environment that's set up with Decade, it's there to be supportive. And you're there because generally speaking, people are like-minded and have the same interests and are varying degrees of the same person in, yeah. in many in in many ways and i think actually it's sometimes like talking to a much better version of yourself that wants to encourage you on to do as well as you can yeah thank you jessica for joining me on the deco podcast it's been lovely having you
1: thank you for inviting me it was really nice
0: cool and um here's to less goal oriented objectives
1: yes definitely
0: another great episode thank you to jessica for joining me and sharing her goals and do you know what thank you to you for listening as well I don't think I say it enough, but it's really appreciated. I promise I will appreciate it to the max if you can join me again next week for episode six. I just said to the max. I think I hate myself a little bit more, but at least you'll be there next week. In the meantime, you're all solid gold legends.